Here are the highlights from the latest episode of Free Talk Live. Visit freetalklive.com for the full episode. Here tonight, it's Ian, Bigless Mountaineer, and Mark. Inflation is back in the news. I was watching the latest uh, episode from Peter St. Ange today, who has been following the economic banking crisis situation pretty closely here in the United States and uh, and also you know, globally to some extent. I think he's really an interesting uh, character because he kind of boils it down usually within like three or four minutes, what it kind of like the, the big news of the day. And he gave me the heads up on this one here, which is that the media, at least in the, this case, Bloomberg, uh, is now blaming the people for causing inflation. Because if you recall last year, uh, you know, inflation was running up. It ran up to, I think, around 9% on the official numbers. And of course, we know the unofficial numbers um, much higher when you look at the old way of calculating inflation, which they changed. I think it was 1990, if I recall correctly. Several I don't decades. know what year it was, but it's been some yeah, time. It's been some decades yeah. ago. Yeah, yeah there's this, a- this isn't working for us. We're going to change the definition. <laughs> I wonder yeah. if they changed it to be more honest. No. Hmm. Well, I mean, that's what government does, right? right. Honesty, <laughs> transparency, transparency, service yeah. <laughs> to the public. Right. Now, yeah. uh, there's so there's two options for uh, finding out something like the real inflation rate. Uh, and one is to just use the original uh, government definition, just use their old way of defining it. Right. And I believe Shadow Stats mm-hmm. does that, correct? Right. Yep. And uh, the, other a one, uh, the other one that I've found is Trueflation. Uh, uh, T-R-U-F-L-A-T-I-O-N, and uh, they use a different method. Uh, They just use their own method of uh, estimating exactly what it is, and it seems to be quite accurate. Yeah, I think Shadow Stats seemed like it was roughly twice or a little less than twice Mm. what the official numbers were when I was looking at them. I don't have their chart pulled up at the moment, uh, but uh, you can look that one up as well. And, you know, everybody who's paying attention when they go shopping, certainly knows that the prices at the register are up way more than what the federal government would have you believe. Indeed, according to supermarketnews.com, there's a survey that uh, came out recently from YouGov, which polled over 1,100 U.S. adults at the end of February and found that 73% of consumers including 41% very concerned and 32% barely concerned, are concerned about shrinkflation, which is something we've talked about over the years It's one of your favorites. Uh, Well, it's a terrible thing, but uh, it is something that people should be aware of. And I always wondered how aware people were of it, because it's a sneaky thing that these companies do, is they're slimming down the products just a few ounces or maybe even less than an ounce at a time, just... Whittling down the packaging, so not as much fits in there, but the package might look the same at a glance. Very, very tricky, very sneaky. You know, uh, one of the things that uh, amazes me about shrinkflation is is it's expensive to retool uh, a plastic extruder. And Mm -hmm. the idea that you're going to take your 16 ounces of yogurt and turn it into 12 ounces in order to you know, make the price and keep the price the same, man, that's a big, big investment. It makes more sense to me. Just raise the price. Look, ladies and gentlemen, it's not that big. Just, though. I mean, 
if you think costs more now. Uh, it, but if you think about it, these guys are manufacturing hundreds of thousands, if not millions, of of units every single day. I mean, averaging the cost out uh, on the savings of, of what you would save on plastic uh, to make the new many, mold is you know pennies. It's many of these um, fractions of pennies. Many of these are buying their stuff from different locations and then having their stuff printed on it. Mm-hmm. So they're not you know. Activia may very well have its own extruders and making its own cups, but, you know, Mark's Greek yogurt that you find in a one grocery store and not find in another one very likely is just buying container from... Right. A, They're buying bulk. smaller containers. Yeah. Apparently, almost three quarters of Americans are somewhat concerned or very concerned with shrinkflation, according to the poll... Uh, there are categories. These are categories where consumers have noticed shrinkflation the most in the past six months. Snack foods like chips and sweets. Fifty-two percent of Americans have noticed that they're not getting as many snack chips. It's got to be bag. a lot easier to make a bag of chips. You know, you just seal off the ends a little smaller than you. You did can before. use the same size bag. You could. Just don't put as many chips in. Yeah, just print a different uh, amount it. on there. Yeah, yeah sure. I've definitely seen that. Uh, sweets, uh, again, candies have been uh, being cut back quite a bit. Yeah, they, I, don't, I don't remember the last time I got Pringles, but uh, I recently did, and I'm like, oh, you shrank the chip size. I saw that well, you had a Pringles in the studio yeah. last weekend, and the can size looked smaller to me. Mm-hmm. Like it wasn't as tall uh, yeah, it looks as shorter. it used to be. Yeah, they they sell the original size cans, but mm-hmm. it's as a special feature. It's a family size now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Followed by dry goods like cereals, flowers, and pasta. Forty six percent noticing the difference. Paper goods, thirty five percent have noticed, and cleaning what products. What paper goods? I don't know. People buying printer paper or something like okay. that. I'm not. I'm not sure what that means. Could be paper plates. Uh, that kind of thing. Uh, toilet paper, paper towels. That's one for sure. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the mouse print blog, which follows, you know, every few months they'll post an update where they get submissions from their viewers on like what they've noticed the shrink and one guy i saw recently just posting on social media noticed that the tube that the toilet paper is wrapped around has gotten larger (laughs) slightly it's it's there yeah Uh, he took the old tube and put it up next to the new tube and there's a little more circumference uh in there they're just cutting it back and cutting it back well you know and i I'm not shocked by this. I get it that, you know, it's smaller, but I I mean, ladies and gentlemen, they're not doing it because they're trying to rip you off. They're doing it because they have to. Well, no, they don't have to. That's okay. the thing. They could just they, lose money? They feel, no, they, no, could, they just could raise the price. prices. Agreed. They could raise the price, yeah. but they're comp- this is one of those competition issues. If you're competition, they do shrinkflation because their competition does shrinkflation and because it works. Well, you know why if their competition running, does it. it. Because it works. Because they do it. It's, well, it's sneaky is what it is. It's I don't slimy. Think, look, let me make the explanation. You've got Northern and you've got Charmin. Mm-hmm. If Northern shrinks the size of the amount that it gives you and keeps the, and, and keeps the same price, but Charmin raises its price, people are going to obviously, apparently, I guess apparently is the best term, apparently by northern because they don't care about the brand of toilet paper mm-hmm. they care about the price they say well it looks like sherman's more than northern mm-hmm. so they buy the northern when in fact they're the same well and one of the things there is that 
you don't want to do the math to figure out, okay, well, this is the original size, but it's at this price. Okay, well, that's this many sheets by this price. Let me whip out my calculator. Instead, you just want to go, oh, that's 16 rolls for this many dollars. That's 16 rolls for less than that dollars. Most yeah. grocery stores that I've seen will give you some kind of price comparison. It's hard, though, the with two. toilet paper. I mean, you've, you've actually picked one of the more difficult yes, ones. because you have to because- do it per linear meter. Correct, right? Because they can also whittle the size of the sheets down. Right, right. So they're leaving it thinner, this, right? Right. You can have the same amount of sheets per roll, but there might be a quarter inch that they took off. You don't need, you don't really need that quarter inch, that's right? That's cubic. <laughs> now you're down right. up to cubic meters per <laughs> per roll and that sort of thing. Yeah, it, yeah so I agree with you. There's it's too difficult. many factors to really, for the average person, I think, to really calculate well, that. Well, they should have a, they should have a bidet. Just to well, indeed, that's well, and, a big money saver. And this is one of the subtle arguments for having a better currency: is that when you have a continuously inflating currency and, a, and an increasing money supply, you get worse and worse products that are more and more poorly made. Nearly half of all respondents said they are likely to purchase generic products over their name brand versions. Uh, was forty six percent said that, or switch to a different brand? At 45%. I will in some cases. In some cases. Uh, generic products are fine. In other cases, I intend to pay more for whatever brand it is that I think is best. Mm-hmm. I think Give me an one, example of that. Yeah, thank you for asking. So, for instance, when it comes to marinara sauce or you know spaghetti sauce or mm-hmm. whatever you want to call it, a, spaghetti sauce and marinara sauce aren't exactly the same thing. Uh, all you have to do is go to the grocery store, take a look. There's all kinds of different sauces. Yep. But anyway, the pasta sauce. I am not buying... My mother's pasta sauce, right? Like, I'm not buying the old thing. There are, I always look for the sort of generic bottle. Looks like anybody bought this bottle mm-hmm. and then stuck a label on it. And it's got somebody's name or somebody's mom's name on it. Yeah. Mm. That's what I look for. Hmm. Helen's pasta sauce. So you don't care about the price? You're looking for a certain I want type? Home, I want as close to homemade as I, I can see. get. I, I want as many big, chunky ingredients as I can get, and I'm willing to pay for it. Okay. I'll pay double. So do you ever double check to see if the ingredients are pronounceable and oh. make sure it wasn't just being marketed as Helen's well, pasta sauce? Important. Yeah, I do. Yeah, I always With check that. Yeah. Hyposodium glufase and name. Yeah, we're always on the lookout for canola oil and things like that. Uh, consumers aged 55 and above are significantly more likely to stop purchasing some products altogether. 48% said that. Uh, if they start getting too expensive, they'll just stop compared to their 18 to 34-year-old counterparts. On the other hand, while nearly two-fifths of 18 to 34-year-olds, that's 39%, indicate they're likely to purchase products in bulk sizes instead of smaller packages, this proportion falls to less than a third amongst consumers above the age of 55. And more than a third of respondents, 33%, plan to wait or hold off on purchasing some products, while 29% say they're likely to buy whole and or fresh foods instead of prepackaged products. So people are paying attention at the uh, the grocery store, and I, I am glad to hear that because I'd always wondered you know, what the awareness was when it comes to shrinkflation. And then now there's the new thing which I'm forgetting the name of. Uh, it's you know very. It sounds similar to shrinkflation, but it's basically a similar term, but describing a quality drop instead of a quantity drop. Mm, okay. And I'm I'm forgetting what that one is mm. right now. Um, but basically, okay, we're gonna keep the same amount of ounces in the product. 
but we're going to add more water instead of, you know, fruit juice or mm-hmm. whatever. And they gave the example at the Mouseprint blog, which is, I believe, mouseprint.org, if you want to check them out. They do pretty good consumer work. Uh, but they gave the example of, like, some uh, vegetable oil product, Crisco or something like that, mm-hmm. that they had put a significant amount of water in instead oh, of wow. actual oil. And customers started noticing because it was spattering so much when they put it in, like, a hot pan. Hmm. They were getting so many complaints, they actually were pressured by consumer feedback to change to the old formula. Hmm. But, yeah, some companies are trying that, too. Which yeah, is, again, another sneaky, sneaky thing. Yeah, you'll find that a lot in uh, composite produ- uh, products like uh, conditioners or, you know, that mm. sort of thing. Uh, they're hoping you won't notice. Yeah, anything where where, where water is one of the uh, main ingredients, but there are all these other things that make it effective. Uh, you know, sunscreens, things like that. They'll put in just uh, more filler. Uh, the the ounces is the same, but the the thing you bought it for, not so much. Yeah, if you've ever gotten the the cheapest shampoo, it used to be my thing. Just buy mm-hmm. the cheapest shampoo. Mm-hmm. Why right. wouldn't you? Uh, Peak list, you with your long hair, oh, yeah. I imagine you do something similar to mm-hmm. this. Mm-hmm. But I would just buy the one, you know, smells like watermelons and kiwis or whatever it is. Yeah. Right? You, you know the brands that are out there that do this. Mm-hmm. And I began to notice I'm putting a lot of shampoo in my hand mm-hmm. in order to lather up the same way that I want to. And, uh, you know, I mean, obviously with the higher qualities, you can put a smaller amount in. And this is one of the issues. Really, it is highly inefficient to truck water around and, uh, you know, get, I mean, it should be as dense as possible for people if in a perfect world, I guess. Go ahead, Major. Porcupinerealestate.com. It's catchy. Not bad. It's catchy. It's a catchy jingle. <laughs> Everything that uh, okay, that Hannah so, Hoffman does is an earworm. There's no doubt about it. Well, I was just trying to help, you know. So what's on your mind, it's dude? Shaking, it's shaking bacon. I help. You guys use ketchup? Any of you? Yeah, I like Heinz. All right. Well, Heinz, have you noticed? You got to squeeze the doo-doo out of it to get any ketchup. So you always get two or three more times ketchup than you want. Okay. They made a lid where you're going to use twice as much product hmm. just like the shampoo wash rinse and repeat that was a joke right from the get <laughs> that's an interesting the first theory thing i can remember ever getting shrink plated and that is this actually happened before i was even born like you guys was talking milk comes in a gallon a half gallon and a quart and a pint right yeah. mm-hmm. well booze always used to too all kinds of liquor mm-hmm. now you can buy a half gallon but you can't buy a quart you can buy a fifth why is it called a fifth? Because it's only four fifths of a quart. You got chump for one. It's a fifth you got chump for. Hmm. Well, but a fifth's always been a fifth, though. Yeah, ever since we've been alive. Yeah, and that's another one of those sticky uh, quantities. I mean, you can change the price on what a fifth of alcohol is, you know, with a given alcohol, and they will, of course, see that. But if you change that from the, if you start changing any of those amounts, People are going to catch on real quick. I mean, uh, there are some cases where they've added a new size yeah. that kind of looks like the old yeah, size, sure. but isn't, and people have already caught on. So, yeah. Well, that was one of the oldest tricks, is it putting dimples in the bottom of bottles. Right. Mm-hmm. You don't see it because it's not there to your vision. Oh, yeah, like wine bottles? Yeah, all, all, all bottles anymore. 
even plastic bottles. You look at your ketchup bottle. It's so thin. I mean, they, they put rigid, extra rigidity in it, beauty line, just because uh, they're making such a crappy bottle. Well, one of the areas you're going to see shrinkflation in beers is less than 12-ounce bottles. Those are a thing. I don't know if people have noticed it, oh, but yeah. those are a thing. 11-ounce or 11.2. Now, mm-hmm. one of the things I was reading online about it says 11.2 is the standard in Europe, so maybe you can you know, wiggle a little, get a little bit of wiggle room These there. These are European bottles. But yeah, it's like, something like I've I noticed. Saying, oh, no, no, we didn't shrinkflate. We just switched to metric. That's all. <laughs> it's European-style beer. It just happens <laughs> to have 0. .4732 ounces less than mm-hmm. it used to. Well, it, it does uh, also... What One more uh, argument for my... Uh, claim that you, ladies and gentlemen, have the grocery store you deserve, which mm. is, what are we putting up with these old, archaic forms of measurement? If we all just did milliliters and liters, then they wouldn't be able to move back and forth and fool us and mess up the Hubble telescope in the process. I like gallons. Major, <laughs> other uh, examples you want to share? Yeah, yeah. I remember uh, when back when I had a house full of kids, I couldn't afford butter, so that was my preference, so I had to feed them all margarine, which my mm. ex-wife would not eat butter, so it kind of worked out to save the peace in the household. But uh, that one brand, and that was supposed to be one of the better ones, was Country Crock. And I noticed if you just let it sit around on the table, there would be a puddle of water in the damn thing. Whoa. You know? yeah, and, and, and like 25 years ago, I like I said, I had to try to save money on groceries, so I wouldn't buy my coffee in a can. I was buying those tin foil shrimp wrap bags. You know what I mean, the little yeah, bricks. Yeah, sure. They went down to like twelve and three quarter ounces from a pound. Yeah. Crichton is on the line in Kentucky. Crichton, you're on Free Talk Live. Hi, I, I needed to call in yes, because uh, the the dimple on the bottom of a of a bottle, a glass bottle, is called a punch. And they've been there since they were handmade by glass blowers because it's impossible to make a flat bottom on a hand-blown piece of glass. So they, they take it while it's still hot, and they smack it down onto a preformed smooth rock to make the dimple so that it will sit flat on a table. That's why they're there. But these, but, the, but the wine bottles that exist today aren't hand-blown. They're machine blown, and the dimple, whether it, you know, the dimple is then intended to replicate the hand blown dimple, right? That is correct. Yeah. But now, that's because they're traditional. I can't say one way or the other whether wine bottles, you know, what if they ever had flat bottoms. I mean, I've certainly seen bottles with flat bottoms or flatter bottoms. But I wouldn't be able to say one way or the other whether the the dimple was in fact, um, you know, intended to replicate or just. Right. Well, now the dimples are getting bigger, right. okay, and that's being done on purpose. It's also being done on plastic bottles as well in order yeah. to uh, make <laughs> is, the bottle. Is that as an homage to the glass blowers too, Crichton? <laughs> the point of that is to make the bottle look the same from the outside, but in fact does not hold as many ounces. That's why they're there. It's not shrinkflation. We just made it more aerodynamic. <laughs> That's actually what Gatorade said at one point. Yeah, yeah, yeah it is. About one of their redesigns. So you could throw it? Yeah. Whatever. Because <laughs> that's the primary use for Gatorade. <laughs> Maybe, right? in, you know, in case you have it in your back pocket while you're running or something like that. It's just ridiculous. Anyway, Crichton, go ahead. The, de- the design of the plastic Coke bottle, the 20-ounce plastic Coke bottle, 
is also deliberately designed that way to reduce the volume but make it look taller and wider at the same time. Do they still have 20-ounce Cokes? Yes. Wow. What's a 20-ounce? Uh, glass? No, they're not doing no. that. No, okay. no. Oh, I see. The, yeah, oh, I got it now. I've, no. Uh, I, I think it was uh, one of our chatters was po- posting over at chat.freetalklive.com the other day that the standard price for a two-liter, so that's one of those things that hasn't changed, right? The two-liter Two-liter has cola, to be two liters. Right? Yeah. That's now $3.50 yeah. at the uh, the store. Wow. For, like, yeah. for a brand name, right? Not for the you know it's CVS a, brand or whatever. It's amazing what one decade will do. Yeah, yeah. And, and again, this is because we would refer to it as a two-liter. Two liter. It takes exactly. up that mental yeah. space that it has this size. So the reason that uh, Social Security numbers are incredibly and intensely poorly designed on a number of uh, different variables, uh, they people wanted to make sure that this number could never be used as a nation as a national identifier <laughs> and when they gave it to us they promised uh, us up and down and left God. and right and it's even it's written on there not to be used for identification it was at one time i don't is it still oh is it not did they take that off? I, Last I, wouldn't, knew. I wouldn't doubt if they have removed it, but it is clearly being used as, uh, for identification. Yeah. Yeah. It was. It's on mine. Yeah, so mine wow. says not to be used for identification. Also, it says do not laminate, and I laminated mine. Yeah. So I figure if they I can go ahead mine. and use it for if they can use it for identification, I can laminate it. Yeah, no, and I've uh, said that too. Somebody's like, you're not supposed to laminate them. They're not supposed to use it for identification. So what are you asking yeah, for it for? Touche. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I remember uh, my mom fighting the school board on this because they demanded my social security number, and she didn't want to give me uh, mm-hmm. give them uh, you know her kids' social security numbers because this wasn't supposed to be used as any form of identification. Right. And when this thing when they drew up the plans for exactly how they were going to make this it was specifically and intentionally made to be very poor at this job Hmm. to reassure the public that it would never be used for this purpose yeah i guess the there's a billion social security numbers out there if zero 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 yeah but that's not how that's it's constructed so they're not again. There's certain numbers that are assigned to certain states, right? So you're not using all of the numbers but they all could. Of the time. They, but they're not. That's <laughs> not the system. So no, it's not a billion. I don't know what the maximum number is, but it's not a billion. Well, well and and as far as fixing this goes, okay, we cannot figure out what time it is and make it that time. All year long. We just can't do it. Mm. <laughs> so every single year, there's a number of people that die in traffic accidents because spring forward, fall back. It costs us an immense amount of money. It's an unbelievably inefficient system that literally no one on earth wants. And they have been completely unable to get rid of it. Well, most of the planet doesn't have to do that. Oh, right? I know. Yeah, okay. Most of the geographic planet. But mm-hmm. I, I will bet you that, uh, well, most of the planet that has... A reliable internet connection does. Most of the really? people on the planet, I would, I would bet. Hmm. That does make me curious because I don't think Europe and the United States do. They do, they do daylight saving in Europe. Yep. Huh. Different really? parts. Huh. I had no idea. I, I thought, thought it was, it was a U.S. thing. Us. Yeah. No, it's not. Um, the the daylight savings thing is well for right now the bill's sitting in Congress. I believe it's passed the Senate to eliminate mm-hmm. the switch and put each time zone on daylight time. Which I will call a plus, but literally people like daylight savings time so much that they want to have it all year round. 
Got a heads up from uh, Peter St. Ange at Prof St. Ange, P-R-O-F-S-T-O-N-G-E, at uh, his Twitter profile. He does these daily updates here, and here's his for today, talking about inflation and what people think about it, because that's important to know. Inflation numbers are coming out tomorrow, and fresh data from the New York Fed says it's not going away. In fact, it could be reaccelerating, going by the fundamental core measure that the Fed worries about. So the beatings will continue. <laughs> First, the numbers. Every month, the New York Fed asks regular Americans how much they think prices will go up in the next year, and then in the next couple of years. In the latest release, both one-year expectations and three-year expectations popped up. So now the average American thinks inflation will run 4.7% over the next year. To put that in perspective... It's worth noting that last year's peak of 8.9% inflation, remember these are official numbers, unofficial numbers are much higher. Anyway, at that official peak of 8.9, Americans had only expected 4.8%, about the same as now. So inflation came in almost twice what Americans expected. This is possibly because the Fed and Treasury were lying to them that inflation was transitory, which Americans believed because both the Fed and Treasury employ hundreds of PhD economists who Americans don't realize are paid to lie. By the way, the Fed's very open about doing this. They call it forward guidance. So, <laughs> wow, I had never heard of that before. Yeah. Forward guidance. I mean, I knew people were lying, right? Like, we know politicians and people from the Federal Reserve, those people are you know, definitely lying all the time. But the terminology was uh, was new to me. But it's sounds, a program. Sounds so much nicer than straight BSing. <laughs> yeah. Oh, so if recent experience is a guide, it could actually come in much higher, again, because they are certainly lying again. It's literally their job. And so, right on cue, it's back to gaslighting. Last time around, the excuses included COVID-19, Vladimir Putin, <laughs> and of course, global warming. Remember Putin's price hike last yes. year? Yeah. Is what they were saying? Now, what I what I adored about that is that no one fell for that. Like, as really? soon as, yeah, as soon as he said that, everyone from every corner was pointing out, uh, chart. See the chart where the price hike is way before? So, here's where the invasion happened. And here's how it's been going, like, from hmm. the get-go. No one bought that. Well, the Democrats bought it, as many of them as wanted to uh, to buy it. And remember, if you, what's that, that 40% of the team that would vote for Joseph Stalin if he was mm -hmm. running under the Democratic ticket. Mm -hmm. And those folks bought it because so, they don't want to believe that their guy is, you know. Well, and to in, be fair, in, it wasn't their guy either. I tend to think not. No, this this has, but he hasn't been helpful, right? Like their no, guy could do something. He certainly hasn't helped. Right. He definitely didn't fix it. But I mean, it's not like Trump didn't do his fair share sure. on this. I mean, the largest spending in human history was under his watch. And guess what? That's what causes inflation. You put a bunch of money into the economy, and the prices go up. Yes, it's more money chasing around the same amount of goods. Exactly. Uh, let's go on here with the uh, Well, Saint and in this case, it was more money chasing around fewer goods. Right. Because everyone... Supply oh, issues. You, what do you do? You make plastic? Stay home. Mm -hmm. Oh, shoot. Turns out we needed that plastic to package the meat that we need to not die. Well, guess we'll have to throw out all that meat. Yep, that's true as well. But above all, too many people buying stuff on Amazon. Exercise bikes came in for a special two-minute hate at a White House press conference. <laughs> That's a 1984 reference, by right. the way. 
Now, once again, regular Americans are to blame. To blame for the orgy of money printing by Wall Street and its servile Fed, all to make room for the $7 trillion in federal deficits and the bonus trillion spawned from zero interest rate policy that they use to bribe voters into accepting lockdowns. So you think that the Federal Reserve could crack the whip on politicians and get them to stop spending so much? That's what you think they could do? I think they could tell them that you're not going to get any money. But that's not the deal they have, right? Like the reason the Federal Reserve exists and has the monopoly it does is because it is the last lender of guarantee to the United States. They will give them whatever they are asked to give them. Mm -hmm. That is the agreement. Mm -hmm. Explicitly. Yes. But they've – look, agreements get changed and they have been the issuer of the currency for over a century Yes, they have. And that and is longer than any other fiat currencies, from what I understand. If, you know, if, uh, what's the name, uh, Jerome Powell rolls mm-hmm. into uh, Nancy Pelosi and uh, Mitch McConnell's office, I don't know who's in charge right now, but mm-hmm. these, you know, these are leaders, rolls into their office and says, hey, you got a little time, Nance? Mitch, go to lunch, want to talk? And, you know, during the lunch while they're ordering their Perrier, maybe they have champagne, I don't entirely know, you know, their foie gras and their uh, their caviar. He says, look, if you irresponsible bastards don't take it easy for a couple of years, you're going to be out of a job and they might tar and feather you. It's not like it's never happened before. We can't keep loaning you money until the cows come home. You got to get it under control. Even if he wanted to do something like that, which he doesn't, because that's, again, not his job to tell these people how to do their jobs, which is screwing people. His job is to help them screw people. He's not going to all of a sudden turn and change that uh, particular viewpoint. But they are so indebted. They are so crazy with uh, with spending you know, now and for my, my entire lifetime, but worse in recent years, that that cannot be something that they can just turn around. They're not going to get it together and all of a sudden cut the federal budget by 90% or you 80% You don't need to cut the federal budget by 90% or whatever. If they would keep yes, it. Yes, you do. If, you, if they kept it steady. For two years, that would be a leap forward. (laughs) Mm -hmm, And that's all I'm saying is it's like, look, I'm not saying it's going to happen, Ian. I'm Mm. with you. It isn't going to happen. But could it happen? Yes. A strong dollar, a well-managed dollar, rather than a strong dollar, a well-managed dollar. It's just fantasy what you're talking about Okay, fine. So it's pure fantasy. Politicians are evil. The amount of interest on the current debt, thirty. dollars one trillion dollars, which is, by the way, expected to go up to, I believe they said fifty trillion within the next few years. Mm. Uh, the amount of interest clearly it is that they have to pay on that is now uh, over six hundred billion dollars in a year, and it used to be just a t- two or three years ago three hundred billion. So the amount of interest has doubled on that. Of course, each time they increase the interest rates, what happens? Well, they have to pay more in interest. The federal government also yes. has to pay more in interest to the Federal Reserve. Mm-hmm. So the Federal Reserve is just, you know, they're raking in the uh, the dough here. Well, the one thing I would point out is that you don't, when it comes to the currency, you uh, up to heretofore, you haven't had to be the fastest guy around. You just had to be faster 
than or you didn't have to be fast. You just had to be faster than the other guys, right? You know, the bear Are we is talking about government currencies. Government competing? currencies. Yeah. Well, yeah. you don't want to print as fast as the other guys is what you want to do. You want right. to not go. It's a race to the bottom, and you don't want to be the quickest to print. Right. right. And if you look at, say, the euro, I was just in Europe last year mm-hmm. using the euro, and it was a. I mean, how much is a euro to a dollar? It went to parity recently. Yeah, pretty right. cool. So you do know this. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, a euro is basically a dollar fifty, and it went to parity. Yeah, That's an incredible thing. Oh, That's yeah. the same with the fr- Swiss franc. Well, you no know what they there. did there? They printed out a ton of euros in the same way that the dollar got printed, but also they're printing even more because of the energy crisis over sure. there. Sure. Right? Mm-hmm. Which, of course, they created by sanctioning Russia. Well, and one of the things that you seem to be missing about this entire scam is that the reason they don't use the mint for anything is because this way they get to blame the quote-unquote free market for all of the troubles we didn't cause any of these problems it was all the bankers they're totally different from us we didn't do americans don't have any idea that banks are in charge of the federal reserve they used to not get paid like much of anything if anything for having more uh, reserves than they needed to. Then a while back, they cranked that up so that you get paid for having more reserves than you need. So about two trillion of that ended up there, just held in the bank, uh, b- the parked, bank's savings account. Right, yeah. exactly. Now about a trillion of that ended up going overseas. So of the six trillion that they printed, only about half of that ended up moving to our prices. Mm-hmm. Now and it's still moving, right. by the way. Yeah, still moving, still moving through our prices. And and the thing is that part of what's happening is that all that money that went overseas is coming back home. Some of it is. Yeah. The question is how much and how soon will more of it come back? And and that's the thing. So a lot of people think, oh, well, we owe China so much money. We owe Japan so much money. The the country that has been buying most of the treasuries has been Japan. They're the number one, right? Right. But they're in trouble now. They have to to, uh, hold up their own currency Mm -hmm. to make sure that it doesn't uh, fall to nothing so they can't buy ours anymore. Aren't they having to sell some of their dollar holdings as well? That's exactly right. Yeah, they're having to sell some of their treasuries to keep the yen from going to nothing. So we'll keep an eye on all those things here. Uh, Of course, if you want to comment, feel free. But here's the latest scapegoat from Bloomberg, and uh, they're blaming the people this time. And, of course, the corporations uh, for inflation. They say when inflation took off in the 1960s, this is Chris Bryan and Andrea Thelstead for this propaganda piece here. People didn't just grumble about rising prices. They protested in front of local stores. It's time this generation of consumers push back harder against unnecessary price increases. Doing so might help avoid more destructive interest rate hikes. Okay, Boomer, how about the ones that aren't actual stores? Like, like did Amazon? you notice that a significant portion of our goods don't get bought in flesh space? Well, plus, it doesn't matter anyway. You can go out and protest yeah, in front of matter. the grocery store <laughs> They have the prices they have because of the costs that go into making those products. And as St. Ange pointed out, and this is true about grocery stores, their overhead or their uh, margins are like 1% to 2%. I mean, yeah, there's a few items on the shelf that they're probably making more than that, but on average over the whole, you know... Mm-hmm. inventory that they have well they um you know they put out these loss leaders the the things that people generally buy they're re- competing hard in the area of say eggs mm-hmm. or something mm-hmm. like that generally but areas where you know you've got to have your special asparagus hearts uh, soaked in oil or yeah, something like those that are gonna be a little more yeah. 
But yeah, uh, and, and the other thing that gets blamed for prices is the gas stations. Again, they don't have a barely choice. Anything. They're, they're, they're making, making barely anything. almost nothing on yeah. this. Uh, happily, the anti-inflation movement, they claim, is gaining steam, they say. The chief economist of UBS Global Wealth Management, you know, that uh, same bank, I believe, that just uh, absorbed Credit Suisse mm-hmm. uh, with a hundred plus, what was it? Billion, was it billion dollar guarantee from the Swedish government on that, or was it million? I don't remember. Swiss, Swiss, yeah. I, I forget the numbers. There was on some that kind one. of big um, guarantee behind that one. I, I do remember that uh, the, the fact of the matter is that the Swiss government did not have enough money to bail them out. They wow. tried, they failed. That's why they had to bring yeah. UBS in. Yeah. Okay. And uh, another thing that I found out fairly recently, apparently they did no consultation whatsoever with the EU on any of this. Hmm. So the uh, well, they aren't EU. Hmm? They aren't EU, right? Still, the 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 uh, interconnection of their banking system. Means I bet that it's they, tremendous. They were really hoping to get consulted because they talked to the American banksters. They didn't talk to the European mm. banksters. Mm. Dave Ridley on the line from New Hampshire. Hey, so uh, I'm changing the subject to Ukraine, but I think it's almost always a good day to talk about Ukraine. Yeah, what's going on over there? So, uh, well, not like not like I have any firsthand experience here, but I do have a, a statistic I ran into that I think hardly anyone else has noticed. It's probably pretty important. Uh, if, if I'm not mistaken, my, my understanding is uh, we're looking at about 50,000 dead on each side right now. Mm. Uh, I could be wrong of that number, but I, I did hear that number, mm-hmm. uh, that it's about, about 50, 50K. Um, and um, we... Uh, interesting thing about that number is that is the exact same number of dead that occurred at the battle of gallipoli over the same period of time and what was that 100 years earlier i don't know where that is gallipoli oh okay so gallipoli was the 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 probably the most important battle in world war one outside of europe yeah, second year of World War One, uh, the most most important battle of 1915, probably. Uh, if, if the British, if the British basically were attacking uh, like a, a narrow part of a strait. Uh, they used navy forces initially, and then they used uh, land forces. The idea was that if they would could just capture a small amount of territory, they would be able to effect a devastating. Uh, change on on the uh, on the central powers. They would have probably won the war in 1916 if they'd won the Battle of Gallipoli. Right. This was really important that the, the British lost, and it took about 18 months for the battle to start and finish. And the, the casualties were about 50,000 on each side. And mm. to me, that like I always thought, ah, I bet the Ukraine numbers are pretty low compared to you know World War Two or World War One. But when I heard 50,000 on each side, again, unless I've got that number wrong, that total of 100,000 dead in just one year, uh, that's actually really significant, especially when you pair it with the fact that the, the front line moves very similar to, like, the middle of, of World War One, Like, slowly? Um, yeah. I, I see, looking up on Wikipedia, the numbers are significantly different. Um, that we've got uh, 14,000, 14,500 total from UN numbers, uh, if you want to believe those, for everybody. So that's about 7,000 on both sides if you're, if it's, if you split it evenly. Okay, good. Well, I'm glad, I'm glad to be wrong on that. 
And oh, I don't know that you're wrong. I've heard tens of thousands are dead on both so, sides. So th- this is actually impossible to know. Yes. So like there are countries that would really like to know what these numbers are, but that's that's the fog of war for you. Yeah, you can't take their word for it. Like no. they won't they won't report them honestly. Nope. The the people who would probably know are not going to report them honestly. So you're not going to get good numbers from either side on this. So Gallipoli, the movie, Mel Gibson. Hmm. Um, wow, never they, even heard of it. They dumped a bunch of Australians. He was quite young in it. Oh, it's an oldie. Okay. Yeah, they they dumped a bunch of Australians at this problem, and they got chewed up. Hmm. And so Gallipoli is very meaningful to Australians. Oh. Also, there is a really cool picture of two bullets that struck each other, and you can see them together. Hmm. And it occurred at the Battle of oh, uh, Gallipoli. Crazy. So this one in a trillion chance mm-hmm. kind of thing uh, that occurred, uh, it's amazingly. You can look it up, bullets, Gallipoli, I'm sure you can find it. But it lets you know how much lead was flying there. Yeah, well, it was a lot, yeah. Ridley? Another another thought about this, I don't know if we've talked about this much before, but people rarely talk about, like, what's the solution for this? Um and it's really actually not that complicated. It's probably similar to what was worked out in 1940 after the Russians invaded Finland and suffered same kinds of problems. Really, they did worse in Finland than they're doing in Ukraine even. Um, and, and also, Deng Xiaoping invaded uh, North Vietnam in 1979. And uh, the solution that, that came about there would be a good precedent. Just because a country is a crazy aggressor that should completely out of its mind and invades you doesn't automatically mean you fight down to the last grandmother. Uh, the, the, the Finns fought for three months. They, they did very well on the battlefield, but eventually they neared exhaustion and they came to an agreement with the Russians where they gave them enough ground to bury their dead. And it was the same, same thing in Northern Vietnam to a large extent. The, the Chinese did really badly when they invaded uh, and it was an unprovoked aggression. And yet, Vietnam was willing to make an agreement with them that gave them some strategic concessions and they were able to retreat, you know, with their heads held high, more or less. That's the kind of thing that needs to be done to the Russians. They need to get, there's nothing wrong with them getting a bloody nose. I think, you know, their military getting a bloody nose. That's probably necessary to to some extent, but this, there's no, there's no benefit in trying to go for this grand sweeping complete victory like especially holding land that largely appears to be populated with people that don't want to be part of ukraine we have with us uh dennis calling in from somewhere dennis you're on free talk live you'd called in because you'd watched the nbc boston documentary series that they came out with i think it was late february when it first started coming out it was released over a series of weeks and it's a basically when you when you put it all together, there's eleven parts, but when you put it all together, you basically have about an hour and a half long feature length documentary all about the Free State Project and the migration of uh, libertarian activists here to New Hampshire. They interview a bunch of free staters. They interview a few of the people that hate uh, the Free State Project. The, They're able to find a few. Let's call them the government people. And uh, what did you? What else did you have to say about it, Dennis? That's kind of what you got out before we had to go to the the news break there. Yeah, I mean, I just wanted to say that it was done really well. Um, I don't have a horse in the game, but it was done really well. A couple things stood out to me. Um, the episode called Crypto Six. Um, if anybody's not sure how the government goon squad operates, all they have to do is watch that episode, and it basically shows your house being demolished by the government. 
And so in the video, they smash your video cameras. They rip your flags down. Mm-hmm. I'm assuming that they busted a window out with Two a battering Three ram. Three of them, I think. Yeah. Why the so flags, honestly? Took, they well, would claim yeah, they got so in the way. You, so when they took you away, your house was unsecured without video cameras. Your windows were obviously busted out. Yeah. So that made your house unsafe, theoretically, right? Well, I mean, it was unsafe uh, from that perspective. There were still people that were on the premises who live here. They didn't arrest everyone that was here. They only arrested me. They put them in handcuffs. They did. That, that's true. They yeah. did detain They those, didn't those legally folks. arrest, but they did put people in yes, vehicles. True. They handcuffed them. They put their feet in uh, boots full mm-hmm. of broken glass that they yeah, broke. That's true as well. They released the dog to run around the street. Jeez. Yeah, they did. I mean, just, just the show of force that they've shown is just so overwhelming over a so-called financial crime. I mean, I'm not sure how they deal with people that actually do real crimes, but that was shocking. Yeah. At least. I've never been raided. I've never been raided. I felt so bad. I'm glad no one got shot. I seen when you came out with your hands up, I think you had your dog in your arm. Yeah. Um, that was probably scary as all get out. But another thing I had to say about this show is that I was shocked to see that Jason Osborne is the House Majority Leader of the New Hampshire Legislature, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Jason Osborne is a Free State Project early mover. He's a former advertiser here uh, on Free Talk Live long, for a long time. Good friend um, of mine. How do you know Jason? Well, I, I've listened to your program for a long time. I see. And I remember the big, I remember the big deal it was when he moved up or from Ohio or somewhere to yeah. New Hampshire. And I'm like, man, that was quick. He moved up the ladder very quick. He did. He did. Um, I don't know what, what the story is was... with uh, with Jason Osborne. When you talk to him, he sounds like he has become less of a uh, you know principled libertarian and more of a Republican. Uh-huh. And I don't know if that's just him playing the game or if he actually has had those changes in belief. But he's... Well, uh, you know, I don't know what's going on. The, look, there's I was, the the problem with libertarianism isn't the isn't that we uh, agree or disagree on whatever liberty is. The question is is how to get there. Mm-hmm. And this is the there's a million paths, and you know, nine hundred ninety nine thousand nine hundred ninety nine of these uh, all lead to destruction. There's only a few of them that might work. And you know, he's got an idea. Go ahead. Yeah, I don't know what that is yeah. though. That's the thing. I was, I was very, I mean, I was very disheartened to hear him say a derogatory message about secession. Yes. He was on his, I think it was on his motorcycle. And he says, you know, the secessionist goons or whatever. Jokers. I was like taken aback by it. Yeah, jokers or whatever he said. I was taken aback by it because I remember him in the past and he would have been all for that. I don't know if Mark is so much against secession as much as he is, you know, skeptical, perhaps. I mean, I think it's a terrible idea. Really? I really uh-huh. don't think it's a good idea. I can't see very many benefits within the Would first decade. Would you have said the same thing about the king? Which king are you referring the to? The king, the one that we seceded from the first time. The king of England? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, let's look at that for a second, shall we? Mm-hmm. Let's imagine that there's another country, maybe on the North American continent, that didn't secede from Great Britain. Mm-hmm. And let's compare that imaginary country to the United States right now and uh, I'm going to ask you which one's freer. Which one would be freer? The, the United States is freer. The United States is freer. Yes. Did than you see Canada? what happened during COVID? Yes. Oh my God. Have you been paying no attention? Okay. Well, I got you on COVID. I'll give you COVID. 
and I'll give you uh, medicine. Okay. But if you look COVID, at the Cato restrictions, um, guns. The, the, yeah, guns, uh, the the trans rights issues that they're uh, uh, constricting they your have speech it. on. Um, yeah, no, like in an, uh, in an unbelievable number of categories, Canada is going to hell. Well, I all I can say is, is that in the recent past, before COVID, Canada was rated higher in several years than the United States as far as freest countries go. Um, the you talking hu- about the Economic Freedom Index? Well, Human Freedom Index from Cato. Um, let's just look at that. Let's see what's the, the 2022 uh, index here. Uh, shoot, I wasn't prepared for this, obviously. Yeah, and, and and you say, oh, well, before COVID, okay, well, the thing is, when an emergency happens, that's when the that's when the truth comes out about what kind of a police state you're actually in. I mean, when the, I, I think that it was an absolute watershed moment when they shut down the bank accounts of everyone who was in the trucker protest. It's a big, it was a big deal, and I can't. Um, I'm certainly not going to defend it, not attempt to convend, uh, defend it. Now, but you literally could not do that in the United States. It wouldn't work. Oh, they could shut down bank accounts here. Good luck with that. In 2022, the United States is ranked as the 23rd freest country in the world is this Canada, the human freedom index the human freedom index from cato uh, the cato institute in 2022 uh canada's 13 hmm. now i don't know what they rate this stuff on i but i mean so you're saying you would have the institute king. is by no means you're saying you would have been a loyalist is what you're saying i'm not saying i, I would have been a loyalist i'm saying well, that was what i asked you and then you went off the about canada I, I just think it's really okay i'd be happy to answer that question for you mm-hmm. um i think that canada it's worth pointing out that we actually have a side-by-side comparison mm-hmm. of what it's like for Eng- Englishmen. There's nowhere near as many people there either. So they haven't been as successful in attracting uh, movers to Canada. It's cold. Same problem New Hampshire has. <laughs> it's freer and colder. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so would I have been? I don't know how to answer that question. If you ask anybody which side of would they have been on in slavery, they're definitely going to say they would have been on the side of the underground railroad mm-hmm. but the people who did the underground railroad took great risks to help yeah, the freedom of people involved. they didn't know most uh, things worth doing involve some risk which is why secession is worth doing oh, i believe yeah, and, you totally would have been on that side and, and, I, and you I, can and you can tell by the actions that they took in the modern era which side they would have actually been on in those circumstances so wh- what did you do during the lockdowns which side of this were you on even rhetorically and that at least gives you an indicator of which side you were going to be on during well uh, during the lockdowns i was obviously for people to have the right i to to wear what they wanted across their faces under all circumstances. And I still have that uh, feeling. I think you should be able to wear a mask if that's what you want to do. And if I'm around somebody I care about who wants, who's wearing a mask, I'm going to wear a mask too. And if I don't want to feel like a jerk, I'm going to wear a mask in certain circumstances. But it's rare. And so I come down on the side of freedom in that way. But I'm also on the side of I'm not taking a bullet for George Washington. The people who got rich... The people who financially benefited from the United States Revolution wasn't guys like me and you. It was guys like them. Let's talk to Toby in Wyoming. He's listening to KTOX uh, down in the Tri-Corner area in uh, California, Arizona area. Anyway, go ahead, Toby. Hey, 
what's going on, guys? Uh, glad to be on your show. Sure. Well, I was I was Army Reservist for a long time, and I was a, a combat medic uh, for Sam Houston, San Antonio, or as they now call it, San Los Angeles. Uh, but Texas, uh, when they secede, it's going to be five states, kind of like when California recede, or secedes, it's going to be three states. But now you know, hold on, you think uh, Texas is going to secede and then become have five states within it? Yes. Okay. That that's the, that's the deal. Mm. Yes. Okay. Now now there's a real thing going on right now with Oregon. Most of Oregon is leaving Oregon and going to Idaho. That is in and the Idaho, in the works. Uh, whether it will end it up actually happening or not, I don't know. It is, it is. It is in the works. It was on the ballot here uh, a couple months ago, and it went through. And now they're just trying to, you know, get the wrinkles out of it and see how it's going to go. Now, now wouldn't it be just as easy to allow Puerto Rico to come in as a blue state and then take Western Oregon as a red state and call it good? <laughs> well, you know. Well, Oregon's got bridges. Puerto Rico doesn't have a bridge. You know, maybe talk to Sarah Palin about that. I don't know. But, uh, okay, so so then, okay, now this all goes back to states' rights. Okay, so Nevada is legalized, you know, marijuana, and I don't even maybe maybe mushrooms. Arizona's legalized marijuana, not mushrooms at all. I actually had a buddy of mine got caught over there with a quarter ounce. Oof. He's 67 years old. He got four years in prison. Yeah, that's 40 crazy. Four. 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 Okay, still four bad. Four years in prison. Yeah. And he's retired Air Force. Wow. Yeah. So, yeah. Arizona's got more than 80 private prisons. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, anyway, so uh, so let's go back to the marijuana thing. Okay, I'm hanging out right now. It's It's super freaking hot, man. It's like 100 degrees. And we just jumped in the river. It's like 55 degrees. Of, you know, so we're just cool. Okay, so, okay. So this side of the river, that side of the river's got legalized marijuana until you go upstream a little bit and you step foot on national forest property. Mm-hmm. Yep. And it's then- illegal. LRN.FM. Podcast radio. I'm sorry, Toby. We're going to have to put you on hold here. I, uh, yeah, it's we're, we're doing a broadcast radio show, so you can't say the F word. That's one of the rules. You got like halfway through it. Yeah. I'm going to bring him back here because we have a, the way our dump machine works is we can, we can forgive you on this one. Uh, please don't okay. do that again. Sorry, okay. Won't, won't, won't happen so, again. Yeah. So your point is on federal property, marijuana is still illegal. That is correct. Oh, sorry, yes, Pete. Let's go ahead. I, I'd like to point out that uh, yeah. it was still illegal before you got to federal property, and they will put you in federal jail if they feel like it. They just, so far, don't really feel like putting people in jail when their state has approved it. I don't think they can pick people up for a simple possession charge. If they can do what they want. Oh, they, they absolutely can, can. They can fabricate charges and run a tank into your house. Well, yeah. Well, no, no, I'm not talking about any of that. I'm talking about just at any point you have a Schedule One substance, mm-hmm. they can. Hmm. They usually don't, but they can okay. at any time put you in jail for it, even if you're in a state that's legalized. Yet another it. reason to secede. What else, Toby? Yeah. Go ahead. It all, it all depends on on the attitude of the cop. Mm-hmm. 
okay? So Las Vegas, okay, you can take your drink from casino to casino and say, sit down here in Laughlin. But the moment you stop with your drink and sit down, that's loitering and that's an open container. You just heard highlights from the latest episode of Free Talk Live. You can download full episodes, subscribe to our podcast, listen live and more, all for free at freetalklive.com.